Weirman Media realizes that abundance is upon us. We must communicate our future of dignity, reason, security, accountability, human rights, justice, opportunity, innovation, and inclusiveness. Utilizing the tools of technology to communicate a transparent, authentic, vulnerable truth of self and society in which we remove insecurity, fear, inequality, artificial scarcity, manipulation, coercion, and or control that the powerful, connected, educated politicians, media mongols, back-and-forth economists, and money-hungry monopolies continue to sell the consumers on, leveraging the narratives of scarcity, conflict, division, disconnect, complexity, and speed. But we see through it, through the removal of ego, no longer living in our inner subjective biases, our inner subjective delusions, or our inner subjective misinterpretations of the data, but rather leveraging the removal of subjectivity to operate as objectively as possible, leaning into the truthful insight of self and society in which we share our perspective and awareness in an authentic, transparent, vulnerable fashion, showing acceptance of flaws, ambiguities, and inexactness, then leveraging them as our most powerful relevant tool to influence others to aspire, dream, and succeed at scale by sharing impactful, empathetic, humanistic experiences of value with the world in a creative, culturally relevant fashion, educating, advocating, and empowering others to do the same. Because none of us are right, none of us are wrong. It is simply our perspective. On today's episode, we talk the nine dignity substrates. Enjoy. So on today's episode, we're talking about uniform opportunity and the inefficiencies of our nation and rigid bureaucracy. Moving forward, we really need to generate uniform opportunity. Uniform opportunity disappears upon birth. It's just the reality. We're more victims of our circumstance and we're born into circumstances that we don't control, whether our family's wealthy or not wealthy, whether our family's healthy or not healthy, whether our family is abusive or not abusive, whether our family like is broken or tradi- and healthy and traditional. Like there's a lot of families that determine your success, whether or not we want to accept it or not. If I'm born into a family where my dad's a leader and the blood's in the crypts and I am all of a sudden a blood drop or I'm all automatically born into a gang life and then over here in suburbia, if my dad and mom are doctors and lawyers and I'm born into a circumstance where I'm much better off and my opportunity is much better, at the end of the day, it's just not even, there's not even close the uniform opportunity. So fabricating and generating uniform opportunity as well as at the same time, understanding that we can reduce the size and inefficiencies of our government and lean into efficacy. And at the end of the day, our government has lots of money, tons of money, but the inefficiencies of where it's being spent and who it's going to is the problem. A lot of the money in our government goes to the politicians and it goes to foreign nations. It doesn't go to our people. And we can really start to lean into a program where we're more efficient and the money is distributed to the people. And we start to understand money is abundant and our world is abundant. So we should not talk about not being able to afford things. It should be a conversation about what, why can't we afford it and we should be spending and spending. Money is abundant. They can create as much money as they need to. And at the end of the day, this whole inflation conversation is one of complete bullshit. And it's one of manipulation and control and coercion and trying to instill fear in people and scare and frighten. When at the end of the day, if I don't have money in the first place or I don't have discretionary income, I the prices of 
goods and services is irrelevant. So there's so many of us that get consumed with inflation and we inflation is just another term for price increases. And price increases are going to happen in a capitalistic society that reaches maturation and secular stagnation, as well as a society that reaches peak consumption. When you met, when you merge peak consumption and capitalism and you merge it with secular stagnation, you're going to have an increase in prices. So our society must lean into creating and fabricating uniform opportunity and being more efficient. And one of the best ways to do that is by understanding that we can, the government's best at cutting checks, like they did with the money during the stimulus during the COVID pandemic. If they just got rid of all these expensive programs that are rigid, rigid bureaucracy programs that are state funded programs and they have all these employees they have to pay and they have these buildings and offices they have to pay for. If they just got rid of that and cut checks to the people, that would be much more efficient. If you just gave everyone $1,500 a month or $1,300 a month or whatever, I think a realistic number to give people for life as a basic income is, is like $2,000 a month. $2,000 a month is $24,000 a year. That's not necessarily enough to live off of, and it's not necessarily even a full income, but it's enough to meet your basic needs and feel safe. And when you do that, that changes the whole ballgame because then a lot of the other social programs can be removed, and that removes a lot of expenses for the government as far as payroll, as far as renting and maintaining office space and inefficiencies of those programs. There's so many inefficiencies programs in our society and at the same time we need to really audit and inspect how much money our government has and how much of it is being spent on paying the the people in power and paying the politicians because it's not a question of not having enough money there's tons of money and money's abundant so we should be able to meet our people's basic wants needs and desires we should be able to provide a basic education that is well beyond average and we should be able to give relative basic college away for free two to four years of college for free and at the same time, moving forward, you should have basic universal health care and you should also have basic universal living conditions or shelter. So outside of that, once you create that environment and you provide that, people are going to start feel a lot less violent and aggressive. And there's going to be a lot healthier, more compatible, coher- coherent and coercive people that are communicating, collaborating, because when people feel like they're cared for and invested in and people feel like the government is representing them and the government cares for them and is investing time, money and energy in them, it starts to change. The whole conversation will start to shift from one of violence and divide. But a big part of this is also understanding that the mass media wants to divide us and the mass media and the people in power want to fabricate and they want to perpetuate the problem of division and perpetuate the inequities because that's how they keep their power and that's how they keep and maintain their relevancy. So a big part of this is understanding the, the inequities of a centralized structure of government and understanding that you can have government and it can be smaller and still much more efficient. And, and can still provide progressive services and solutions, as well as understanding that we can provide and we need to start providing uniform opportunity for all and doing so where we provide basic income and we provide basic shelter and basic education and basic health insurance. It's not asking that much, but at the end of the day, the solutions are so close, but yet so far because overnight we could afford a lot of these things that I'm talking about as far as how much money is being spent regularly but it's a matter of whether they actually want to solve the problems or perpetuate the problems or wait to solve them and just slowly solve them because the money's there. And a lot of the times, though, the problem is the people in power and the politicians in power don't want to 
redistribute the opportunity and the fairness and the equities. So uniform opportunity is a big talking point in a conversation I like to focus on and talk about and how it correlates to government and how it correlates to efficacy and understanding moving forward that when we shift to a transparent distributed public ledger, it essentially equates to this equity being done. And when we move to a time when we have decentralized peer-to-peer public ledger, distributed public ledger, and blockchain, and cryptography, and decentralized communication, and decentralized production, and decentralized law and finance, then you're going to start to see coercive monopolists collapse. And when coercive monopolists collapse, massive equity and uniform opportunity will be generated from it. So it's a big conversation, a big talking point. A lot of the coercive monopolists and the politicians and people in power won't want to talk about this because this is the end of their power, their relevance, and their control. So moving forward, it's a really important conversation and topic, uniform opportunity and our efficacy of our government. Thanks for tuning in. Your attention is our oxygen. Please continue to like, listen, subscribe, download, and share with your friends, family, and community. It means a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.